Our scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 17. We'll be reading from verses 1 through 9. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became bright as light. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will set up three tents here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, this is my son, the beloved. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they had raised their eyes, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain... Jesus ordered them to tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man had been raised from the dead. Word of God for us this morning. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word. We thank you for being able to worship you. We thank you for being able to be in your house this morning. We ask, O oh Lord, now that you will speak to us what we need to hear from this word that as we hear it proclaimed, that it'll uh, pierce our hearts, that it'll go deep into our soul, and that we will hear exactly what you have for us this morning. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mountaintop experiences. The Old Testament is full of them, right? If you go into the Old Testament, you will find that people often went up the mountain to have alone time with God. If you think all the way back to Moses, it was up in the mountain that Moses went up to get the Ten Commandments. It was up in the mountain that God met him and talked to him and gave him instructions for the people. It was in the mountain that many people experienced the fullness and the presence and the glory of God to the point that the people were so afraid of it that they didn't even want to touch the mountain because they were afraid they would die because God's presence was on the mountain, and that made a difference. People went up the mountain to experience God's presence, often to get instructions from God, to hear from God, to lay aside all other distractions so that they could really pay attention to the voice of God. Now, most of you have already heard that at Asbury Theological Seminary, they have been having a move of God it started with a chapel service over a week ago that just kept going and never stopped. Just never ended. It has continued with worship and testimonies and all kinds of experiences of God's presence. And people have been coming from all over the place to be part of that experience, to be in the presence of God. I like to call it a mountaintop experience. Because it's a time in which people are literally putting aside things that would normally occupy their time 
work, commitments, TV, entertainment, everything in order to come together and worship the living God. In our scripture today, we find Jesus talking with Peter, James, and John. He is with his disciples, and he tells these three, come, we're going up the mountain. And you have to wonder if these three disciples didn't feel like they had just been called to the principal's office. Because the other nine got to stay in camp, you know, just chill out. And here we have to go up with Jesus all the way up the mountain. And we don't know what awaits us at the top. To give a little background, this event took place six days after Jesus had informed his disciples that he was going to Jerusalem and that he was going to suffer at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, that he was going to be put to death and that on the third day he would rise again. It had been six days since that announcement to his disciples. And so for six days, you can imagine that there was probably a lot of awkward silence among the disciples trying to figure out what they did with this announcement by Jesus. What they did knowing that the one that they had been with and followed for three years was about to go and die in Jerusalem. You know, I've often said they didn't hear the second part that he was going to rise again after three days. They just got stuck on, hey, you're going to do what? You're going to go die? This is the famous scripture in which Peter basically rebuked Jesus and said, let's, let's come up with plan B, you know. And this is what happens right before he grabs these three and takes them up the mountain. And remember, Peter is one of them, so he's got to wonder, am I still in trouble for that little comment I made? Am I still in trouble for saying that we should come up with another plan? But regardless, they start up the mountain. They're going up the mountain with Jesus. And I wonder if they talked along the way. <laughs> I wonder if, as they were going up the mountain, they were just looking at each other like, what are we about to walk into? What are we about to talk about? And as they made it up the mountain and they got there, the scripture says that Jesus was transfigured before them, that his face began to shine like the sun. This was a brightness and a blinding radiance that they had not seen before. And just to make sure that they understood that it wasn't a, an illusion of the sun hitting his face or anything like that, his whole clothes began to shine and became white. And the disciples saw this happen right before their eyes. This happened, and I'm sure that they must have been looking at each other like, are you seeing this? Is this happening or is it just me? And they were looking at each other and probably going, yeah, I, I see it too. It's not just you. And then right then and there, they see two figures with Jesus, Moses and Elijah. And I've always wondered how they knew. I mean, was Moses walking around with the Ten Commandments? And, and was Elijah holding his famous staff? I mean, how did they know? They just knew. It was Moses and Elijah representing the law and the prophets right there talking to Jesus, having a discussion. And I would have loved to have heard their discussion, to know 
this inner discussion that they're having with Jesus about how he is about to fulfill the law and the prophecies. All of the things that had been foretold of him when he came into the world. And as that is going on, the disciples are sitting there and they're like the fly on the wall. They're just observing all of this. No, when God shows up, you know it. I mean, this was supernatural. This was something that they couldn't have expected. This was something special. And Peter finally, you know, Peter always had to blurt something out. He just couldn't keep quiet if, he, if, if his life depended on it. He finally blurts out, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Kind of like saying, if we weren't here, nobody would believe this. If we hadn't seen it for ourselves, nobody would believe. It's good that we're here because now I can do something. I can build us some, some tents. I'll build three tents, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. You all can have a powwow. We'll, you know, we, we'll, we'll make some food. We'll stay here on the mountain. I mean, well, this is awesome. Let's stay here for a while. Let's hang out on the mountain. This is the same three that probably didn't want to go up the mountain in the first place. But they were experiencing the presence of God in that mountain. They were seeing something that they had never seen before. And when you see the glory of God, you want more glory of God. When you experience the presence of God, you want more of God's presence. Well, they didn't get to build the tents because even as Peter was speaking, God interrupted him. A bright cloud overshadowed the whole mountain. Then and there a voice came from the cloud and said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. God affirmed Jesus as his son. And in the same breath, he told his disciples that he was pleased with what Jesus was doing and planning to do. I want you to hear that. That God was pleased with what Jesus was doing and was about to do. God was letting the disciples know this is the plan. This is the design. He must go to Jerusalem. He must give his life for you. He must be raised on the third day. All of this must come to pass in order for you to have life. God was affirming he is doing what he's supposed to do. Listen to him. You know, sometimes we have selective hearing. My wife accuses me some, that sometimes. We hear parts and we don't hear the whole thing, right? And I think that when God said that to the disciples, he was trying to get them to listen to everything that Jesus had said that he said he was going to be killed, but that he also said he was going to be raised on the third day. That he said he had to go suffer, but that afterwards God was going to glorify him. He was saying all of these things, but they were all sticking to the bad news at the beginning and not hearing the end of what he was saying. And God was saying, listen to the full message that Jesus is telling you because he is doing everything according to my plan. Can you imagine being on that mountaintop? When that cloud came over the mountain, when that light 
bright light from the cloud was shining, and when the voice of God was heard, I have a feeling that whole mountain shook. And I have a feeling that that whole scene was so intimidating that the disciples wondered if they were going to live or die because God was there. Scripture says they were so afraid, these big burly men dropped to the ground in fear, scared out of their mind because this was the presence of God right there with them. They didn't dare look up. They were afraid to look up. And then the scripture tells us that Jesus, in loving fashion, came to them and touched them. And if it would have been me, I would have jumped about three feet in the air. I mean, the minute Jesus touched me, I would have been, woo! Because that would have, that would have startled me. But the scripture says when he touched them, he said, get up, do not be afraid. Get up, do not be afraid. It was only when Jesus touched them that they finally had the courage to look up and to lift their gaze. And when they looked, they no longer saw Elijah. They no longer saw Moses. They no longer saw the cloud. There was only Jesus. Only Jesus before them. You know, sometimes we just need Jesus to touch us, to remind us not to be afraid. We just need Jesus to come to us and say, I'm with you. There's nothing to fear. We need those mountaintop experiences, as did the disciples, because after hearing that their beloved master was going to die, they needed to know things were going to work out for the better in the end. His visitation, his glory, his voice all come to us when we most need it to give us courage, to help us face the future, to deal with the uncertainties. Today, many are watching what is going on in Asbury with awe and wonder. Awe because it's awesome, inspiring awe in all because nobody can explain it or understand it. People still don't have the words to explain what they're experiencing and feeling and wonder, because people are wondering what this mountaintop experience with God will do for so many in their lives. You know, at this point, they've had thousands of people come through the area, experiencing the revival, and then going other places and taking the story of what God is doing at Asbury. One thing is for sure, when God shows up, you know it. When God shows up, there's little doubt that he's in the house. The disciples on that mountain knew it. They knew it to their very core. They didn't understand everything that was going on. They didn't understand the, how, how Jesus' death was going to bring them salvation. They didn't understand how his resurrection would be affected. But they knew that God was with them and that the plan was God's plan. And after that experience on the mountain, I think that's all 
they needed to know. A lot of people are looking for a move of God in their lives. And the reality is that God is ready and willing to move in anybody who will seek him. He says he's always near and easy to be found. But so many act like God is far away and they can't reach him. Well, today I want to tell you that the mountain of God is in every place where people gather together to worship God and seek his presence, that he can meet you right here, right now, in this altar, in these pews, in this church, that he can come over you and show you his glory and his grace, that he can fill you with his spirit, that he can shield you with his presence, that he can reassure you in your faith. Because God is present when we gather together in his name. Today I want to invite you to come to the altar for an extended time of prayer. And the reason is I want Jesus to touch you. I want Jesus to reach out and touch you and tell you, don't be afraid. I want Jesus to reach out and touch you and tell you, I am with you till the end. I want Jesus to reach out and touch you. I have forgiven your sins, and I have washed them away through the blood of the cross. Today, the altar is going to be open if you want one of those mountaintop experiences with God. He's willing and able. He is always ready to give them to us. The question is, will we seek them? Will we want them? Will we pursue them? People have traveled miles and miles to be at Asbury. And I wonder how many of those folks realize, don't realize that they could have gone to a local church and they could have sought God there and found him there because God is there. I pray that we have this mountaintop experience today and that you just let Jesus touch you however you need to be touched. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. On this day, I call upon your Holy Spirit and your presence to fill this altar this building, these people in your name. I pray, Lord, for a mountaintop experience, for you to come and revive us, O oh Lord, and renew us and restore us and remind us of all your promises in Scripture. I ask, O oh Lord, that if there's any who are afraid of the future, afraid of what they're facing, afraid of things that are coming, that you will bring them to this altar so that they can cast that fear away. And I pray, Lord, that you will meet us at the point of our need this morning and that you will touch us. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. The altar is open.